Our reading was from 2 Kings chapter 2. I'm pressing on the upward way. Higher ground. Um, Elijah and his departure from this world in a very special manner, taken into uh, heaven in a whirlwind. And of course, what we have in Second Kings chapter 2 as well is the beginning of the ministry of Elisha, the successor of Elijah, as a prophet in his own right. Now, Elisha had been involved in serving the Lord for some time, Back in 1 Kings chapter 19, the Lord told Elijah, uh, look at 1 Kings 19 and verse 16. The Lord told him, you will anoint Elisha, the son of Shaphat of Abel-Meholah. You will anoint him to be prophet in thy stead. 1 Kings 19 and verse 19. So he departed, that is Elijah, departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelfth yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelfth. And Elisha passed by him and cast his mantle upon him, which was a call to service. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people and they did eat. And he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. In Second Kings chapter 3 and verse uh, 11, as Elisha is still at the beginning of his own ministry, as a prophet in his own right, they say, Here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who poured water on the hands of Elijah. Elisha went to glory. Elisha would stand and serve in his place as the leading prophet during those times. Elijah, the name means Jehovah or Yahweh is my God. Uh, the Bible says this God is our God forever. He will be our guide even unto death. Jehovah or Yahweh is my God. That's Elijah. Elisha means God is my salvation. Or sometimes it's stated the other way around, my salvation is God. Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 2 says uh, that God is my salvation. He is my strength and song. And he also has become my salvation. So, the names of these two individuals, Elijah and Elisha, the names were in and of themselves a message and I believe the lives of Elijah and Elisha were a message as well. And what they did in this chapter in particular, a message to us. What they did and what the Lord did for them. Now, as I said, this chapter is notable for the fact that Elijah was taken up into heaven. Taken up 
without dying. Sometimes people say caught up. Sometimes people say translated. It wouldn't be wrong to say raptured. Uh, now, why did the Lord do this particular thing as with Elijah? We are not told. We are not told. There is no part of the chapter that says the Lord took Elijah to heaven in this manner because of A, B, C, and reasons are given. Here are some things that people think of regarding what the Lord did with Elijah and why he did it. The Lord manifested his power in what he did. In Job chapter 26, it says he stretches the north over the empty place. He binds up the waters in his thick uh, clouds, in his thick uh, clouds. The pillars of heaven tremble at his reproof. By his spirit he has garnished the heavens. And then it says in Job 26 and verse 14 that these things are a part of his ways. But how little a portion is heard of him, the thunder of his power, who can understand? The thunder of his power, who can understand? The Lord, in raising Elijah to heaven in this manner, showed his power. The Lord, in taking Elijah in this way, manifested also his sovereignty, his freedom to do as he pleases. The Bible says in Psalm 115 and verse 3 that our God is in the heavens he has done whatsoever he pleased. Sana kul ma yasha. Kul ma yasha. Psalm 135 and verse 6. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven, in earth, in the seas, and in all deep places. Kul ma uh, Remember the parable of the householder, Matthew 20, where some people came along and said, but you should pay us more. And uh, the master said, I have paid you what is just, what is right, what I promised. Now what I do with my own is up to me. Is up to uh, me. Uh, Peter, John chapter 21, looked at John and said, what will this man do? What will uh, this man do? And Jesus said unto him, If I will, that he tarries until I come. What is that to you? You follow me. Why did God take Elijah as he did? Showing his power. Showing his sovereignty. He can uh, do as he pleases. Uh, as he pleases. As some people say, it points to something that would come afterwards. It points to the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ, Saud al-Masih. Others say that it points forward to the time of the rapture when the Lord will take his children up to heaven. Uh, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall 
all be changed. لسنا كلنا نرقد لكن كلنا نتغير. نتغير. We who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the air, in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. ونحن الأحياء الباقين نخطف معهم في السحب لنلاقي الرب في الهواء وهكذا نكون كل حين مع الرب. Why was Elijah translated to heaven? Elijah served in a time of great wickedness. Uh, and a good deal of his ministry involved confronting uh, wickedness and condemning uh, wickedness. One commentator offers the following idea. Suppose that Elijah dies. Jezebel, the wicked queen, at this time was still alive. False prophets were quite active. And perhaps they might have said, that crazy crackpot, that radical extremist, that nutcase, Elijah, fortunately we're finished with him. He is dead and gone. But when the Lord raised Elijah to heaven in this way, it was a confirmation of the fact that this was a prophet of uh, the Lord. And if we read subsequently, it's almost like the Lord allowed people to search for him and not find him just to make sure. Just to make sure that it's not a matter of, you know, a storm carried someone up. And it does happen that, you know, a, a falls somewhere else. If the storm is strong enough, it pulls cars up and pulls houses up. And then they fall, you know, a, a kilometer away. No, he wasn't there. Uh, he was uh, not there. And uh, this was a confirmation that the Lord had worked through him and had spoken through him and that he had been a light, a champion for the truth in a very dark and wicked time. And by the way, the other person who the Lord took in the same way, Enoch, also was someone who stood for the truth in a very wicked time, in a very wicked uh, time. It came to pass, it says at the beginning of our reading, chapter 2 and verse 1, when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. Like I said, the Bible doesn't tell us why. The Lord has a wisdom. The Lord has a will. The Lord has a way. It came to pass when he would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. Notice here that there was no resistance on the part of Elijah. Elijah did not say, no, Lord, it's not time. <laughs> uh, no, Lord, I want to carry on. Uh, uh, the Bible says, mark the perfect man. The end of that man is peace. Nihayat al-insan al-kamil as-salam. Remember uh, 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 Simon, Luke chapter 2. Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. Paul in Philippians chapter 1 says, uh, What am I concerned about? 
Am I going to be released or am I going to be condemned? Bolus Asir, Am I going to be released or am I going to be condemned? What I am concerned about is that Christ should be magnified in my body. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And then later on in Second Timothy, he says, I am ready to be offered. I am ready to be offered and harder and at uh, Now, some people might say, Elijah, by this time was old. By this time he was weak. By this time physically he was in poor shape. And so that might have made him more accepting of what was shortly to take place. But Elijah was not weak physically at this point. What we have here is an account of Elijah and Elisha going from Gilgal to Bethel to Jericho to the Jordan River and beyond. Now, this is a considerable distance. A considerable uh, distance. Uh, Gilgal, this is probably not the Gilgal that is most well known. There was another one. And uh, given its location, you could easily think that they walked something like 40 kilometers. And here and there, the prophets were saying, do you know that this day, that gives you the impression that they walked 40 kilometers or something like that in a single day. Now, whether it was one day or not, whether it was 40 kilometers or a bit less or a bit more, you don't get the impression that Elijah was someone who was weak physically. And so that's why he was willing to accept the Lord's uh, will. Remember how it says uh, of Moses that when he went up to the mountain to die, to go to be with the Lord, it says that his eye was not dim and his natural force was not uh, abated. There was no resistance on the part of Elijah. And another interesting thing is that there was no fanfare on the part of Elijah. I have been a great prophet. And now the Lord is going to underline my greatness by taking me to heaven in a special way. Everyone gather together and see what is going to happen with the great me, myself, and I. In fact, there is no smell even, no scent of that attitude on the part of uh, Elijah. And the Bible tells us, not unto us, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory. For your mercy and for your truth's sake, the Lord deserves all glory, not just because he's on some kind of ego trip. In fact, that is totally wrong because of his truth and because of his mercy. He is deserving of the uh, glory. How many times do people think? How many times do we think? I want to see a miracle. I want to see a miracle. Why doesn't Elijah take everyone with him across the Jordan? Why don't they sit all around in a big circle and observe what is going to happen? I want to see a miracle. 
The Lord can very well tell me when I say I want to see a miracle. He could tell me your life, your existence is a miracle. Uh, is a, uh, a miracle. Uh, is a miracle of creation on my part. God has done enough miracles so that he is not falling short. The one who is falling short, I am falling short in recognizing and acknowledging God's wondrous works. Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. The Lord had a plan, and Elijah was accepting of that plan. And so Elijah and Elisha went from Gilgal to Bethel to Jericho and across the Jordan River. Now these are some interesting uh, places. Uh, and each one of them had a certain history. Bethel. When Abraham first came to the land from uh, Ur of the Chaldees, Bethel was one of the first places that he stopped, built an altar, and worshipped the Lord. Jacob, when he left his father's house, he found a place, a rough place, he put his head on a stone to sleep. And the Lord gave him the vision of what? Of the ladder joining earth and heaven. The angels going up and down. The Lord promised him, I will be with you. Wherever you go, I will bring you back. And Jacob woke up and said, this rough place. I didn't know it. This is, this is the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Uh, the gate of heaven, when he came back to the land, he came to Bethel. Samuel preached in several places, including uh, Bethel. Jericho, the Lord gave the people the victory when they entered the land. The Jordan River, the Lord parted the river uh, for the people to enter. And maybe in these places there was a message for Elijah. God has worked in the past. And God has continued to work in you, Elijah. And God will continue to work when you are gone, when you are no longer on the scene. God has worked. And he who has begun a good work, the Bible says he will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Also in these places, specifically in Bethel and in Jericho, there were the sons of the prophets. Now this is a phrase that is used for prophets, for those who were interested in some way or the other in serving God. At various times, most likely they had the opportunity to hear Elijah, to be taught by him, to learn God's word uh, through him. And so as Elijah is going, he sees fellow believers and friends people who have benefited from his ministry, people whom the Lord has blessed through him, those who have grown in the Lord under his teaching, those who, after he is gone, will be a witness to the truth. The things which you have heard from me, 2 Timothy 2, 2, among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who will be able to teach others uh, also. Places where God had worked 
and people in whom the Lord had worked and was and was working. In some sense, as he crossed the Jordan, Elijah was going home because Elijah, interestingly, Elijah was originally from beyond the Jordan River. At the very beginning of his ministry, 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse 1, we're not told that much about Elijah, his personal background, so on, but uh, we're told he's Elijah the Tishbite, which is the town that he was from, of the inhabitants of Gilead, Jilhad. And Gilead was an area to the east of the Jordan uh, River. So in some sense, Elijah was going home. But there was, of course, a greater sense in which he was going home. We are of good cheer and prefer to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. نصر ونفضل بالأولى أن نتغرب عن الجسد وأن نستوطن عند الرب عند الرب. He had continued what others had done before him. And others would continue after him. And he had been, by God's grace, not a weak link in that chain. بنعمت الرب مكان حلقة ضعيفي في تلك السلسلة. Along the way, Elijah told Elisha several times, Stay here. The Lord has sent me on to the next place. Stay here, the Lord has sent me on. And many think of this statement, which was made more than once, as a testing of Elisha. A testing of his character, a testing of his spirit, a testing of his devotion to Elijah, and of his devotion to the service of uh, the Lord, to which the Lord had called him. You've served with Elijah for a long, long time. You've been at his side when he needed you. Now he's going on. Now you are going to be the one who takes his place. Now you are going to be the leader. Here are the sons of the prophets. As they previously looked upon Elijah as a leader, now, Elisha, they will look upon you. So why don't you stay with them in Bethel or in Jericho and let your master go on to the place where the Lord has called him? But Elisha seems not to be so very eager to be a leader. He seems to be more eager to be a good follower, a good servant, faithful to his master Elijah, faithful to the very end. The Lord has sent me. Well, then I will go with you. Well, then I will go with you. Notice that Elijah never said, and maybe Elijah noticed this, Elijah never said, the Lord tells you to remain here. He would say, the Lord has told me to go there. Now you stay here. 
Elijah never said, the Lord wants you to stay here. And uh, so Elisha, one way or the other, said, I've been the servant of Elijah. I will continue to be his servant. If God wants me to serve in another capacity, if God wants me to be the leader, if that's what's coming, then that's what I will be willing to do in its time. But I'm not hankering for it. I am not uh, uh, dissatisfied with where I am right now. I want to finish this ministry of mine to be the servant of Elijah and to be and to be his uh, his friend. As the Lord lives, I will not leave you. And he said it more than once. And this reminds us of Ruth saying to Naomi, I'll not leave you. Forget about it. It's out of the question. It's not going to happen. And Itai the Gittite, who was of the Philistines, and Absalom rose against David, and Itai the Gittite, Second Samuel chapter 15, came to accompany David as he was running away. David said, why are you coming? Second Samuel 15 and verse 19. You're a stranger. You're an exile. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I will not hear uh, that statement again, Itai said. said. He said, as the Lord lives, and as my Lord the King lives, in whatsoever place the King will be, whether in life or in death, there also there also will your servant uh, be. As the Lord lives, I will not leave you. We can think of Elisha, we can think of Ruth, we can think of Ittai the Gittite, but I think most of all, we should think of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Who ha- of whom the Bible says, as John chapter 13 and verse 1, the Lord Jesus knew, Uh, that he had come from the Father, and that he would depart out of this world, and he would go unto the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them unto the very end. Is it time for Elisha to quit? Is it time for Elisha to stop? Is it time... For Elisha to leave, Demas has left me. Having loved the present world, Demas قد تركني إذ أحب العالم الحاضر. John Mark at one point went with Barnabas and Paul, and then he turned back and left them uh, and left them uh, alone. As the Lord lives, and as thy soul lives. I will not leave uh, thee. Let's think of some of the blessings that the Lord gave to uh, Elijah. And one of those blessings was this faithfulness, this loyalty, this devotion that Elisha had in serving his master. There was a time, remember, in 1 Kings chapter 19, when Elijah was discouraged. 
when he ran away to the wilderness. Jezebel sent, sent him a threatening message. Jezebel told him, like you killed the prophets of Baal, tomorrow around this time I will do the same to you. He ran away. He ran uh, away. And one of the things that he said while he was in the wilderness, in that time of discouragement, he said, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. And The children of Israel have forsaken your covenant and they've thrown down your altars and they've killed your prophets. And I, even I, only am left. And they seek my life to take it. I am left. I am left alone. Now, that was not true. And the Lord told him, there are 7,000 who have not bowed the knee unto Baal. But one of the things was that the Lord told him was, I'm going to give you Elisha to serve with you. To be a servant, a companion, a friend, a son in the faith. Uh, in the uh, son in the faith, as we'll see in a moment, the dealings of of uh, of Elisha with Elijah were like the dealings of a son with a father. My father, my father. This is what he cried out in verse uh, twelve. Someone to serve with you. Someone to uh, encourage you. Notice how it says "to" again and again from verses six to verse eight. Uh, it says at the end of verse 6, they too went on. At the end of verse 7, it says, they too stood by the Jordan. At the end of verse 8, it says, they too went over on dry ground. When he went into the wilderness in 1 Kings chapter 19, the Bible tells us that Elijah left his servant behind him. Who that servant was, we do not know. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse, uh, verse uh, 3. He left his servant. But now, the Lord had given Elijah a servant who would not leave. Who would not be left uh, behind. I'm the only one among the prophets uh, only one who is left. Now there are sons of the prophets in Bethel and in Jericho and possibly in other places. At one point, Elijah was afraid of Jezebel, as I said. Now he's moving around freely in the land, even though Jezebel is still uh, alive. In the previous chapter, chapter 1 uh, of Second Kings, the king of Israel was angry with Elijah and wanted to kill him. Elijah, praise God, was not afraid. Where was he sitting? On a hill. <laughs> uh, he was not trying to hide uh, in uh, any uh, way. First uh, Kings chapter 19, Elijah wanted to die. That was Elijah's request. It was not God's plan. It was not God's time. Now it was time for Elijah to, to depart, but not to die. But not to uh, die. And so in these things we can say what the Bible says about Job. Remember what it says in Job chapter 42, that God blessed the latter end of Job. 
بارك الرب آخرة أيوب أكثر من بدايته. He blessed the latter end of Job more than his uh, beginning. It says in the book of Job, uh, though your beginning was small, Job 8 and verse uh, 7, uh, yet thy latter end will greatly increase. إن كانت البداية صغيرة فالآخرة تكون uh, عظيمة. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 16 that uh, the Lord fed you in the wilderness with manna so that he will prove you and do you good at your latter end. The path of the just, Proverbs 4.18, is a shining light that shines more and more unto a perfect day. سبيل البار كان نور المشرق الذي ينير أكثر وأكثر إلى اليوم They cross the Jordan. Ask what I can do for you. What do you want, Elisha? What is it that I what is it that I can bestow upon you? This shows us Elijah and his spirit of service. Not I'm going and you need to do this for me. I'm going, what can I do for you, Elisha? What is it that I can do for you before I am taken uh, away? Also, a testing statement, a testing question. What is it that Elisha really wants? Does Elisha really want riches, fame, power? Influence, position, pleasure, ease. What did the daughter of Herodias say? Oh, what I really want is the head of John the Baptist. <laughs> That's what I really, really want. Elisha said, I want a double portion of your spirit. Now, how is this statement to be understood? Some people understand it as, Elijah, whatever spirit you have, I want twice what you have. I want twice what, uh, what you have. Maybe not. Maybe not. You see, remember, he's thinking of Elijah as his father. My father. <laughs> my father. Verse, uh, verse 12. Elijah is leaving. It's like he's leaving an inheritance behind him. He's leaving a legacy. He's leaving a legacy in Elijah and in others, the sons of the prophets. Perhaps what Elisha is saying, I want a double portion, consider me your firstborn son. Remember, the firstborn would receive double. The firstborn would receive double what other people would receive. What other people would receive, not double what his father had. He would receive a double portion compared to others. And uh, Elisha was going to be the leader, was going to be Uh, the leading servant of the Lord, leading prophet of the Lord, give me uh, double what is given, what is given to uh, uh, others. I want a special portion of your spirit, of uh, your spirit. Elijah's power had to do with what? Because he was very muscular and rough and tough. Because he was very eloquent. Because he was experienced and crafty. Because he was visionary. In various ways, different things can be helpful. But ultimately, 
if we are going to be strong for the Lord, it's going to be because of our spirit. It's going to be because uh, of our uh, spirit. Uh, Give me a double portion of your uh, spirit. Of your spirit. Now, it's not like uh, Elijah was going to be reincarnated in Elisha. No. But the Lord working in Elisha will lead to the same strength, the same power, same uh, faithfulness. At one point, the Lord told Moses, I'm going to take some of your spirit and put it on these people who are uh, helping you, who are going to be leaders uh, as well. The spirit of the Lord uh, dwells uh, in us. And that is the spirit who is not the spirit of fear, but of power. John the Baptist, the Bible says that he grew and he became strong in spirit. He became strong in spirit. Uh, Give me a double portion of your spirit. You've asked a difficult thing. You've asked a difficult thing, he said. But if you see me when I am taken from you, it is God who will respond to this kind of request. It is in the Lord's hands. Uh, It is God who will bless or not bless, give a double portion of uh, the Spirit or not. If you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so. And as they walked and talked in verse 11, the Bible says that there appeared a chariot of fire with horses of uh, fire. Now, Here and there in the Old Testament, you see statements about chariots. Uh, Psalm 68 and verse 17 says that the chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of angels. Uh, Psalm 104 and verse 4 says that his angels are spirits and his ministers are a flaming fire. Isaiah 66 and verse 15 Uh, says that he will come with fire and his chariots like a whirlwind. Jeremiah 4.13, a similar uh, statement. Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 8 speaks of the chariots of salvation, Merkabet al-Khalas. A chariot. What What does a chariot represent? I think it's not very difficult to... Uh, see and understand that a chariot represents strength. It represents uh, uh, power, moving platform, all right? The tank of the time, you might say. Uh, a chariot represents strength. A chariot represents speed, a surah. A chariot was associated with who? With a king. A chariot represents uh, kingly glory and a chariot of fire perhaps also speaks of what of purity and naqawi wa at-tahara interesting that the bible mentions some special angels seraphim and cherubim seraphim means seraphim means fiery ones cherubim the word is not the meaning of the word is not clear some people think that cherubim means chariots. Uh, so seraphim, seraphim, fire, uh, uh, cherubim, possibly 
uh, uh, chariots, a chariot of fire made an appearance. Uh, not what happens every day, but remember, the Bible says concerning all of God's children, it says that he will send his angels to gather them from among the four winds. Lazarus, Luke chapter 16, the poor man who was a believer, the Bible says when he died, the angels carried him. The angels carried him into Abraham's uh, bosom. Elijah went to heaven uh, in the whirlwind. A powerful uh, ministry and a powerful ending to that ministry. The Bible says, as thy days, so shall thy strength uh, be. Now, if we look carefully, there's something here that frequently people imagine, maybe true, but it's not what the Bible says precisely. We all imagine, you and I, that the Lord took Elijah to heaven in the chariot of fire. But the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says that Elijah went to heaven in the whirlwind. It doesn't say he went to heaven in the chariot of fire. It says it in verse 11, and it also says it in verse 1. It says he went to heaven in the whirlwind. Now, could it be that he was in the chariot of fire? I'm not going to say no. Could it be that the chariot of fire accompanied uh, him as he went to heaven? I'm not going to say no, but the Bible doesn't say that he went to heaven in the chariot of fire. It says that he went to heaven in the whirlwind, in the, uh, uh, in the whirlwind. And perhaps, perhaps, we might think, whirlwind takes Elijah up to heaven. We might think that the chariot of fire is not for Elijah, we might think that the chariot of fire is for Elisha. For Elisha to know that it's God who is working. That God is separating them now. These two who have been together for a long time. That it's not a mistake. That it's not a coincidence. That it's God's work. God's plan and God's will. Uh, but also one must read, one must remember, Second Kings chapter 6, and uh, beginning with verse 15, the servant of the man of God, this is now the servant of Elisha, rose up early, he went forth, he saw a host compassing the city, this is the city of Dothan, horses, chariots, and his servant said unto him, this is the servant of Elisha, saying to Elisha, my master, what shall we do? And Elisha answered, Fear not, for they who are with us are more than they who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he might see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Round about uh, Elisha. The whirlwind took Elijah to heaven. Took Elijah to heaven. Later on, Elisha understood that the chariots of fire were all around. That they were there. One faithful servant goes to his heavenly reward. 
Elisha, of course, cries out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its uh, horsemen. In other words, he says, Elijah, you have been the chariot of this people. You have been the strength of this people. The Lord has used you in a special way to protect them and to keep them. And later on, another king, when Elisha was on his deathbed, 2 Kings chapter 13 and verse 14, another king came to Elisha and said to Elisha, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And so later on, Elisha was addressed in this way. Yes, there is a chariot of fire and horses of fire. And there is a power of God that is also the power of God working in Elijah. And the power of God working in Elisha. And the Lord uses his servants to bless, to protect, and to guide. What does the Bible say? It says, precious. In the sight of the Lord is the death of his uh, saints. One faithful servant goes on, but he leaves his mantle behind him. Another faithful servant picks it up, goes to the Jordan River, smites the waters, and says, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had smitten the waters, verse 14, the Bible says that they parted one side and to the other, and Elisha went over. Elijah is gone, but the God of Elijah is still there. The God of Elijah still uh, lives. One servant goes on to his heavenly reward, another servant carries on faithfully. And this is what happened a long time ago. And from that time to this time, faithful men have served the Lord and have lived the gospel and have shared the gospel and have taught God's word to many. Elijah served the Lord in his time, and he left behind him sons of the prophets and Elisha to serve as well. Who are you going to leave behind? Who am I going to leave behind? Are we going to be a weak link in the chain, or are we going to serve the Lord faithfully, walk in these footsteps? The footsteps of Elijah, Yahweh is my God. The footsteps of Elisha, God is my salvation. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for those who served you of old. Those who stood fast in the faith in times of great wickedness times of great trial and difficulty. We thank you, Lord, because you show yourself mighty in every way, in keeping and guiding, in protecting and providing. We thank you for the faithfulness 
of Elijah. For him accepting all that you wanted to do. We thank you for the devotion and the loyalty of Elisha. We thank you because he wanted a double spirit to serve you effectively. We thank you for blessing the latter end of your servant Elijah. We thank you, Lord, for showing yourself mighty in taking him into your presence as you did. We thank you for our Lord and Savior who has gone into heavenly places before us as our forerunner. We thank you because you want us to serve you faithfully, to go on with what others have done, to trust that if you have performed a good work, you will continue to do it until the day of Jesus Christ. Help us to know that your power is great. The whirlwind is in your hand. The chariots of fire are your chariots. Help us to serve you and to be your strength in this world, encouraging your children, leading others to a knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior. Help us to know that your chariots still guide and protect. We thank you for all that you have done. Help us to know that you still act that you still do, and that you will continue to do so. The Lord God of Elijah is not dead. He is still there to part the rivers, to supply the needs, to touch hearts, and give strength. In Jesus' name we pray, and for his glory. Amen.